Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented, and super busy wife, Rochelle, because she's been decorating like a fool down at Memphis and May. Rochelle, are you ready? I'm ready. Man, we've, we've had a, a busy time so far this week. Um, we're recording this podcast a little bit earlier in the week. It's actually Wednesday. We're going to release it on Friday like we normally do. But we wanted to go ahead and get one in this week. So it's you guys, week. yeah, so y'all could kind of see what we're doing in the middle of this. But we got a few things we're going to talk about. Bef- no- go ahead. I was going to say the bacon burn in recipe, Before man. Before we get into that, okay. real quick, um, we have a couple seats left with our meat church class. Oh, yeah, man, out in Waxahachie, Texas, right? Is that how you say it? It's, yeah. it's right outside of Dallas. Right outside. It's yeah. like, I think it's kind of south of Fort Worth, Dallas. Is that where it yeah. is? Okay. But um, that's going to be with Matt Pittman of Meat Church at his this, fantastic outdoor cooking arena. <laughs> the Saturday class is sold out, but there are just a few more seats on Sunday. Saturday sold out. Yeah. That's so, awesome. um, if. Anybody wants to come, wants to come, grab them before they go. Yeah, go to Matt. I guess you go to Matt's site, meatchurch.com, and, and you can go to classes. All or the details to, are there. Yeah. We're going to be there hanging out, teaching people how to uh, cook some of our style stuff two days, two different classes. And I'm sure Matt's going to have some awesome stuff, too. He's doing. Or you can go to our Facebook page. We're doing Texas links. brisket and meat church style. We're taking it to the church. Yeah, he's doing brisket and beef ribs, and you're doing pork what? ribs and pork ribs. Beef pork ribs? Shoulder. Oh, man, I got some of those in the freezer. I'm going to be doing a video. I, I want to do that for Memorial Day. I'm probably going to try. That's on the schedule. Beef ribs. Don't that sound good? I love beef we're, ribs. We're all pork right now because we're in Memphis and May. But, okay, can we talk about the burn-in recipe? Talk of the town. Man, I'm telling you, if I had everybody down on the river watch that video, I didn't know it. I mean, I, you know, anytime you put burn-ins on something – it it causes controversy and people, you know, you upset some people, then some people have never heard of it and they're just blown away by it. But that wasn't um, our recipe or anything. We, it wasn't your idea. Our, our, the whole idea of taking the bacon slab bacon and turning it into burnt it was, ends. It was your recipe. You didn't yeah, get oh, a yeah. recipe. No, it was my recipe. Else, yeah. I just tweaked what I had when we were out in, in Fort Worth. It's been, man, three or four years ago probably. We went to they were we were at the National Barbecue Convention and they always do some kind of a little barbecue crawl. Where we kind of want to do our own thing, and we got to looking around on Yelp, not knowing anything, you know, just Yelp no, barbecue restaurant. Somebody said, "Make sure you go by Heim." And so we found Heim Barbecue. It was in like downtown area of Fort Worth. Yeah, a real cute restaurant. Yeah. So we went there, and on the menu was bacon burn-ins. And this was before I ever did the pork belly burn-ins. In fact, when we had those, I came back and I said. I want to do pork belly burn ends because he was using slab bacon and turning them into burn ends and they were good. They were kind of Texas style. Uh, I don't remember them being as sticky and as sweet as the way I kind of, cause I kind of make candy bacon burn ends, yeah. but his were more that Texas style, uh, bacon seasoned a little bit, cooked into a cube till it was just melting your mouth. It was awesome. Did he have a sauce? Was it a sauce? No, I don't, I don't I remember, remember them being saucy at all, but anyway, so. So I took that recipe and used some uncured, the whole pork belly. And that's where I, you know, I, I came up with the pork belly burn ins a couple years back and they kind of went crazy too. Everybody started doing them. And so we ran into Travis and his wife, um, up at the, 
in Ohio. The yeah, Cat, at the Certified Angus Beef, Beef Council. And they sat across from us at one of the tables where we had dinner. And I just got to talk and I was like, man, I don't know if you remember me, but we came in there several years back and, you know, I think he was working the lunch rush that day because they were busy, man. It was a hot and barbecue mm-hmm. joint. And I introduced myself to him, but I didn't expect him to remember me. And he's like, yeah, man, I, you know, you did the, the pork belly burn ins. And I said, yeah, cause I got the idea from him. And I told him when I come back, I said, man, I'm, I want to do some bacon burn ins now. Are you still doing them? He's like, yeah, man, they're one of our best sellers. And so I did. And when I, so we came back home from the certified Angus beef and I had, um, had been to Sam's and I saw they were selling these little two pound packages of rights, right brand bacon, which is to me store for store-bought bacon. You can't already beat rights. Yeah, I agree. It is awesome. But they had it uncut in these perfect little slabs. And unsliced. when I showed unsliced, <laughs> uncut. <laughs> and so I showed I them to you and I said, Shell, this is going to be perfect. I already know what I'm going to do with it. We're going to make bacon burn ins. Have and, you ever seen it? Unsliced like that at, at, at any other I have restaurant. not. You know, or, I, I guess they sword. do that. They sell it like that, so you can cut your own thickness of bacon. Or it really, what I said, it'd be good in like if you're using that right. My mom uses bacon to make turnip greens, yeah, you know, beans, anything, anything she seasons with pork, she puts bacon in. And so that would be perfect because you could cut it into little cubes or, or chunks it. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, if you were dicing it to use it in recipes or something, it'd be perfect for it. And Believe me, Wrights did not, <laughs> they didn't know, they don't know me. And I just throwed it out there because I found their product. I said, I use I this all the time. I them thinking maybe we can get some free bacon. Yeah, I, you know, I they saw you did that on Instagram. We didn't, we didn't even know their Instagram tag. Uh-uh. And you tagged Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, so I did that recipe and it was super. Kevin man, Bacon didn't respond either. So. He didn't. Uh-uh. <laughs> I doubt he listens to the podcast. <laughs> but if he does, Tremors was awesome. <laughs> I got myself a plan. <laughs> we didn't have very many channels growing up, but the, one of them would play Tremors all on the, the rag. Yeah, the rag. <laughs> I can quote. I still it. remember watching Tremors. That was a good. One. Wasn't Reba McIntyre yes, and Reba Jared McCraney? Yes, they yeah. unloaded all their arsenal on them Tremors that, in their safe <laughs> room. That was a great scene. <laughs> they were like some <laughs> end of the world doomsday yeah. preppers, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> had a big gun room. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> The bacon, it. It was the bacon in his prime. The bacon in his prime. was better than Footloose. <laughs> I was not a fan of Footloose. Whatever. Footloose is good too. It's not yeah. track You know what else good. he was good in? He was in Animal House. He was the cadet You're when right. he was real young. God, yeah, that so was a good old. role. That was a good role there yeah. too. That's one of his best movies, Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Wild Things too. Yeah, that was a crazy movie. But so anyway, the bacon burn-ins, it was such an easy recipe. All I did was take a little bit of my rub and mix it with some brown sugar to kind of make, like I would make candy bacon. Got it on the outside so of the cubes. you definitely went the sweet side. Yeah, because yeah. I wanted it to be sticky and sweet, like bake, like little cubes of bacon candy. And that's exactly what it was. All you do is you put it in the smoker, about two and a half hours. It don't take long. You're just rendering it down. They've already smoked the bacon to 140 once. So all we're really doing is warming it up and rendering that fat and turning it into soft little cubes of heaven. I don't know. I don't know how better to describe it than it's just unbelievably good. If you get one that was nothing but like the fat pocket with, yeah, with no lean sides around it, yeah. and it would just melt in your mouth with that sticky sweet. It was so good. And then we tossed it in a sauce, and I just mixed up the little Cosmos glaze. What I use the apple cherry habanero, mm-hmm. and we cut it with some barbecue sauce, and that was it. 
That yeah. was as simple as that. And, and it was a very quick recipe. Man, if you if you got to do an appetizer or want to impress somebody, take some of that out. stuff. And you can get, you don't have to buy the rice bacon. It is, it probably is the best. But I think, you know, I've seen slab bacon in butcher counters where you go in and you can ask them to cut it. Just get them to cut you about a two or three pound piece of it in one big chunk. I mean, it's it's simple yeah. to do. If you've. If you're feeding a lot of people, you better grab a couple because they're going to go fast. Yeah. As soon as you put them out, they're going to go fast. They are. They they will hurt you, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're that good. But who knew, man, that recipe, it is blowed up. Well, let me add Thank you all for watching it. (laughs) Yeah. But you got to try it. I mean, it's so easy. Yeah. It's easier to smoke bologna. Yeah. I don't know which one's (laughs) one's easier, the bologna or the bacon burning ends. Bacon burning ends looks fancier. You think but so? It's still just as like cooking bologna. I mean, you just put some rub on it and go. Um, There's no way to mess it up. Why did you cube it before you smoked it? It seems like it'd be easier to maneuver a big slab. It'd be harder to cut it once it's, once cooked. it's cooked because it would just be so gelatinous. I think the little cubes makes it more manageable, you know, once, once you do it. Now, this is one of those what would you do different moments. We also tried some without kind of candy in it, just putting dry some, rub, yeah, 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 just dry rub and do it. And it was just as good. But the only thing I will say, if you're doing the bacon slab, you, you want to stay away from too salty a seasoning on the outside because bacon's already been cured and it has that saltiness to it. So use something that has more of the sugar content or just more of seasoning, not without salt, because That's it has the salt. That's where your original rub comes in really yeah, well. Because cause our, yeah, because it, it doesn't it have a, a lower ton, salt content. doesn't have a ton of salt yeah, to it. It's more Memphis. Kind of, yeah. Sweet. That's, that's, yeah. It's more of a comp-style rub made sweet for the... barbecue yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too much salt. Um, but it's really good. <laughs> what other sauces could you toss it in? Man, you could get creative with that. Um, one thing I wanted to do with it is kind of do like a Chinese style sweet and sour sauce on them. That would be really good. So you could kind of make, you could kind of make like a sweet and sour pork or, you know, pork burning in with it if you wanted to or char siu style with that sticky, you know, sticky sweet kind of curry with the hoisin sauce and all those other flavors in there, that would be really good. And I'm and I'm probably going to do a recipe on that one of these days <laughs> just to put it out there. We can't go back to back bacon. You'll kill folks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll kill folks. We'll kill ourselves. It's really good prep to eat you some of those before going somewhere like Memphis and May because you're getting your heart ready, to, <laughs> your body ready to break down. <laughs> cholesterol and fat you're prepping yourself just eat you a pound of them hurt for a day yeah and then drink yeah get a real good drunk on (laughs) then you'll be ready for memphis and may just do it like three or four days in a row though that's what we're getting ready for so do you like the bacon or the pork belly burn ins better honestly like the bacon better because of that bacon flavor the pork belly burn ins are good but the bacon burn ins are a whole nother level they're a whole other level of good, if you can imagine that. Yeah, I'm not sure which one I like better. So what you could do is you could do some pork belly burn-ins and then do some bacon burn-ins and then put them on a skewer, alternate them with like a little cocktail weenie and then weave a strip of bacon in there too. You got all in there. Then you can have something. Now you're talking. It'll be bacon Death by overload. bacon. Death by bacon. <laughs> Death by bacon. I like that. Get creative with it. So... um the recipe that we did this week, or we're releasing this week, um, is the turkey street tacos. Yeah. Smoked turkey street tacos. And 
So the deal with my turkey tacos, um, this year at Memphis and May, they added a new category. Uh, the people from, um, I don't know what turkey company is. Down, it the National? National Turkey Federation and Honeysuckle White Turkey. Uh, they, they partnered they up together and sponsored, and sponsored a, a, a category at Memphis and May. And they gave us two turkey breasts. We actually picked those up this morning. Jamie went and picked them up for us. And, um, we're thawing them right now because we got to cook them tomorrow. And I, so I knew that I had to do something with turkey. And I said, well, might as well. We, we were planning not to release a video this week. Yeah. Cause but, I, but I was practicing and I said, well, Tushel, let's just shoot the turkey recipe that I'm, that that I'm practicing practice. for Memphis in May. We're going to release it after turning in Thursday, which is tomorrow. So what it was, I took. Took a turkey breast, seasoned up with some Mexican style seasoning. You took a bone in. Oh, grande gringo. <laughs> that's my new turkey. That's my new Mexican turkey season. No, it's just something it I've been is, working on, but it, it is, is good. New, it is your new Mexican seasoning that you're yeah, fixing. It is. The grande gringo. And uh, I like that. I love it. <laughs> grande gringo. El grande. That's what they call me. El jefe the grande gringo. <laughs> so I seasoned the outside of turkey breast with it and smoked it until it was done. 165 internal, let, let it cool. And then I kind of made this fire roasted tomato chipotle sauce to, to put in the shredded turkey to kind of give it some, you know, it's like taco meat, kind of. Yeah. It, it's basically um, a couple cans of fire roasted tomatoes, three or four chipotle peppers, some onions, some garlic, some seasonings, a little chicken broth to cook it down and puree it. Make a nice sauce, shred that turkey breast that's been resting, mix that all together, put it back on the pit, let it warm up, let those flavors kind of meld together. And really, it'd be good to do that the day before and warm it back up the next day so they really had time to get in there. And if I was going to serve this uh, for an, like a dinner or an event or a party, which I love taco bars, but I would put it in a crock pot. Yeah, I'd smoke just the turkey the day before, pull it package it and then put it in the crock pot with my sauce the next day and let it come up you know well what we're gonna do is get all delicious i'm gonna smoke it first thing in the morning at memphis and may and then let it sit in those sauces and put it on back on the smoker just kind of let it simmer yeah. Not high, like 225 degrees. We I'm not worried about getting smoke in it because it's already got the smoke from, you know, the turkey and then the fire roasted kind of flavor and the chipotle, the smokiness from the chipotles. The turkey meat's awesome in flavor. It would work with pork. It would work with chicken. It would work with beef, whatever you wanted. But um, we're going to take little street taco shells and then we're using the flour shells. I know I'll probably catch some flack over not using corn tortilla shells in my video, but I didn't want to, uh, you know, take the chance on judges not liking corn tortilla yeah. shells. And so I went with the, the, the flour shells. Well, it's a, it's a unique flavor. Corn is, and we're trying to appease to the masses. Yeah. 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 I know how it's going to score. Yeah. And I think it's going to take that to do good. But we also came up with, uh, I just made a easy coleslaw. It was, um, I kind of made the coleslaw. Well, jalapeno. You did. You, you did. You helped me tweak it. There's a jalapeno lime coleslaw. Has cilantro. a little cilantro, a little green onion. We used um, kind of like a little mustard vinaigrette that we seasoned up a little bit with a little cumin, a little oregano, and then mixed that with some mayo to make it kind of a creamy coleslaw dressing. Sweetened it up a little bit. And then we pickled some red onion. Um, the kicker is... These little uh, French's jalapeno crisp you can buy. It's fried jalapeno slices. And, you know, that wasn't on our original plan, but we did one run-through, a practice run-through, and Mark Williams and Emily came over and tried a turkey taco, and he said, I think you need a little crunch and a little more heat. And that's where we came up with the plan to 
throw in those crispy jalapenos. Yeah, and then we also um, added a little bit of kind of that Mexican uh, crumbly type cotija cheese. I think that's how you say it. Is that how you say it? Cotilla? I think so. And you then drizzled it, it, like you're saying it right. drizzled it with uh, just a touch of hot sauce. So we yeah. mixed Valentina and Killer Hogs hot sauce. And that's going to be our entry. So I don't know how it's going to do, but it tastes good to us. And we did a video on it. Yeah. And I hope the video is good. I didn't even and watch so it. And so we, yesterday we actually made our sauce. And did the coleslaw dressing and got it all ready to put we together. We made the coleslaw dressing and we made, the, you know, did all the dicing for the coleslaw dry and kept them separate. Um, we pickled the red onions. Everything's done except the yeah, turkey. It's thawing out. Done. So yeah. we're going to take it all down there. Smoke them, shred them, <laughs> mix them with the sauce, assemble the tacos, turn it in at 3.30. And then you told me I could release, release the video, the video at 4 3, Yeah, there you go. Why can't I release the video before 4 I don't want see. Now, anybody else might have said release that video today. That way all the judges could see it and they'd be looking for it tomorrow. Well, I don't want that out there. That's what I was thinking. You don't want, I don't want anybody. Do I don't want somebody to steal my idea of doing turkey tacos. Yeah. And I don't want somebody to say, hey, you're playing unfair because you put it out. So it's not going to be released till after turn in. Okay, it could. And then everybody try turkey tacos. Yeah. It could bite you in the behind. They Give see it and say, I'm going to score that one bad. Yeah, they could. It's like, man, that's some nasty tacos. I got, I got wide. Hey, I thought they were pretty good. They were. They're very they're really good. They're not pretty good. I mean, um, I've cooked four turkey breasts in the past week making tacos. We've been, and we hadn't been able to share any of it because I'm keeping it tight. Yeah. I'm keeping it secret to turn it in. What, what I'm thinking is that most of the guys out there are going to take these turkey breasts, smoke them some kind of way, and turn in some sliced turkey. Or, you know, so I want to get Dwayne, out of the box. Yeah, Dwayne did a turkey sandwich, like little yeah, I bet he turkey does that. sandwich slides. I bet he does that again, yeah, too. I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. You never know. At the World Championship, man, there's going to be some crazy stuff. Yeah. I, was th- I always thought about ground grinding those turkey breasts, making some ground turkey and doing something with that, stuffing them in a case and making some turkey sausage. And I, I kind of had all kinds of different little ideas. Yeah. But the turkey tacos is something we can execute without it getting in the way of everything else. Yeah. This is true. I thought you put it on vibrate. I did. That was my phone ringing on the computer. <laughs> thanks to technology. Anyway, uh, it's okay. Hey, people call us. It's so, Memphis and May. That might have been somebody from downtown. Why? Why'd you decide to do the video of the turn-in? We've never done a, a video like this. Just because I wanted a video this week and yeah. we weren't going to do one. I said, well, let's just do it. And I knew that I would try we harder because it was going to be on a video yeah. and i was like well i'm really going to try to make it good so <laughs> and it good. worked out that was that was a recipe i just kind of came up with anyway. yeah yeah how did you come up with that recipe i mean i just i looked at some other taco type recipes and did some searching on street tacos and saw some stuff and there were some sauces out there that kind of had some of the same ingredients and i said well i can turn that into something that works for us so. and then we like red onions a lot yeah the pickled red onions i do that all the time anyway yeah and I feel like you need a creamy element with tacos, so that's where our creamy coleslaw yeah, came in. You know, and I was I was originally going with like a kind of like an avocado crema, something like that. But yeah, you've done that with your but being tacos. that it was Memphis and May barbecue contest, and you know, slaw is not something you see on a street taco a lot. But I thought since it was going at Memphis and May with yeah. the barbecue, that the slaw would go go over better than just saying putting some cilantro or some cabbage or something on it. And I, I figured that was kind of a little flair. So it's kind of a little take on some pulled turkey, you mm-hmm. know. 
And you could do it with chicken. And you could you could substitute easily. out that sauce with the barbecue sauce and make some turkey pulled turkey sandwiches with the slaw and everything. <laughs> Torta. Yeah. You could do um you could do, it don't have to be a taco. Cool turkey barbecue tacos. If you yeah, I'm just to trying to repurpose it some kind of way yeah. for something different. Other than doing little sliders with tur- pulled turkey meat on it, sauced up. Yeah. This is a taco, and it's got a ton of flavor. And it looks really cool in the turn-in box. We'll have to take we a hope. picture and put it <laughs> Yeah, It did when we practiced it. Because it's a lot of color popping at you. It is. You got the, you got those bright, uh, kind of purpley pink color from the red onion, the pickled red onion. Then you got the green from the slaw with the onions and cilantro in it. Mm-hmm. Then you got the turkey and the kind of fire roasted sauce. And it was delicious. I thought it was... It was really good. It was really good. You get a, it's a lot of flavor, you know, but it all works together. I like tacos though. Yeah. So. So that takes us into, hey, what about Jay being on? We finally got him on camera. We did. And that we was. just uh, turned that podcast live. Did, okay, good. I mean, the video went out Friday morning as scheduled, but the video, I'm sorry, the audio goes out Friday as yeah, scheduled. Yeah, last Friday. Yeah. But the video, it's usually Tuesday or Wednesday before it goes live. I think he's doing some cool stuff with his Instagram and we got a lot we can learn from him. I mean, he may, you know, he don't like being on camera a lot, but man, he he really puts his, uh, you can see his eye in the photos and his talent and what he's doing with the pictures he takes to be doing those all at home with no training or anything. Mm -hmm. He's kind of just got a passion for photography, I guess. And Um, it's really cool. Yeah. He took some pictures of us, uh, for like, you know, promo and the, podcast i just haven't had a chance oh, really? to do yeah at the end i yeah. hadn't seen any of those yeah we've been we've been busy since he was here I mean, but um if, if, if anybody wants to check his stuff out go over to instagram and follow tennessee mojo definitely because he's man, got he's, some not only can he take some cool pics he's also a heck of a cook we're going to be cooking against him at memphis in may he's in the rib category too so no hard feelings jay but we finna whoop you and he's been on the stage he walked stage times. last year in top yeah. 10 yeah Several times. They won chicken there recently, and he got, I think he was eighth or something like that last year or something better in, in ribs. So he's only room to go to the top. Mm-hmm. I, I fully expect him to be in top 10 again. As long as. <clears throat> I might have to be a cut there. <laughs> so why have we been so busy this week, Malcolm? So well, let's, that, let's talk about our week. Yeah. What, what what our week has been like so far? Well, that takes me. The reason why I brought up Jay is because we're cooking against him. Is because we we're getting ready for Memphis in May, and not getting ready right now. We're ready. The hard work's done. It started last Friday. Actually, it's probably started last Wednesday started a week January, ago. Really? Because we started loading our trailer and getting everything together last week to take it down there before the rains came. We dropped everything off on Friday, but there's not like, you don't get it all on the same day. It took us, heck, today was the last load. We, we still have to take our perishables tomorrow morning, but everything else is in place. Anything that won't spoil is down there. We're really? all set up. You can see it on Instagram. I put a little video on the story. Is, is, that, yeah. is that story? I'm story yeah. maybe. Is it still on there? And Facebook. I put it on Facebook. Yeah, okay, story cool. Too. So you can see what our setup's like, but you wouldn't believe what all goes on down at Memphis and May. I mean, there's this what, um, for those of you that don't know, Memphis and May is the Super Bowl of swine, the world championship pork cooking contest. Um, some people call it Memphis and mud because it's notoriously in the rainy season, but this year we lucked out 
And the rain we came last weekend. The most beautiful weather. And it's supposed to be perfect all week, like 80 yeah. degrees, sunshiny. Now, we, when it's like that, we have to contend with all the degum dust from the roads, but I can handle that. That's not too bad. Yeah, would you rather have dust or mud? I'd rather have dust than mud. And, but it's set up to, uh, to be one great year. There's two, there's probably 250. I hadn't seen the total number of teams. Usually it's well over 200 teams every year down but on the banks of the river. It's closer to 300. Is it? If you include the patio. Oh yeah. You can include all of them. Everybody yeah. that's down there cooking, even the people down there doing demos, all of them, you know, that's, that's, that's people that are down there. Mm-hmm. So there'll be over the course of from Wednesday to Saturday, there'll probably be well over a hundred thousand people that come through there, maybe more. Um, and it's huge. I mean, it's really a big deal. The contest starts uh, actually today. tomorrow. There's no con. Is there some stuff today? The gates open today. Gates open to the public today. Wednesday used to be like family day, so they give us this whole week to set up for it, and then it starts today, open to the public about three o'clock. They'll start letting people in, and there's demos going on. There's vendors. You know, people are having parties in all their booths. What you do is it's just like a barbecue contest where you get a certain amount of square footage to put your trailer, or your tent, whatever you want to bring, and it, you're kind of free to do what you want. I mean, within code. Yeah, they have they have <laughs> but, several rules. But you would not believe but what they're building down there. Pretty much your own infrastructure for yeah. a couple days. There's yeah. people that built a mini Graceland. That was the coolest one I've seen so far. So every year they pick like a cut a designated country to kind of pay tribute to or, or whatever. And this year, being that it's the, I don't know what year anniversary it is it for Memphis. Like the, is it the 100th a, or 200th? Yeah, it's 100 or whatever. birthday for Memphis. Yeah, for Memphis. They made Memphis the honorary country, and that's how people are decorating their booths up, kind of Memphis-themed. I love it. And that one team did Graceland. I, I mean, they built Graceland. That was so cool. Say, I would kept passing by. I'm like, is this, what, what is this? I thought it was like going to be the Parthenon or, yeah. or the, the Capitol building or something. But it's Graceland. They were even hanging the chandelier up there. Yeah, it was impressive. All um, of that. Swan and Don had a big, uh, a really cool, um, the half of it was the Tiger from Memphis Tigers. And half of it was from Grizz, from you know, the Memphis Grizzlies. And was that where the Zip and Pippin roller coaster yes, was on top? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says Memphis like the Zip and Pippin. Uh, <laughs> and they had, you know, famous yeah. Memphis celebrities riding the Zip and Pippin. They had Jerry King Lawler in it. I didn't look that close. We were passing by. Him and Elvis, man. That's the two kings <laughs> right there. <laughs> But so that's, that's just really what kicks off the party. And it is. I mean, we're, we're, we're coming down this whole weekend to who can cook the best barbecue from ribs, whole shoulders, and whole hog. That's what it's all about. Crowning one champion from all three of those categories. You can only pick one event to cook in. You can, you can't cook in all three. So if you think you're the best rib cook, you're getting ribs. If you're the best hog cook, you're getting hog. And so they have kind of three rounds of judging for this contest. Well, Saturday you can only pick. There's you. The main cook is on Saturday. Yeah, that's, you can only that's pick the, one entry. Right. But you can still do your ancillary. Oh your yeah, turkeys, we do chicken, all those too. Sauces, all those. Yeah. All three sauces. There's mustard, tomato, vinegar. So on, there's turkey and hot wings on Thursday. Then on Friday they have chicken, poultry, seafood, uh, exotic beef. And did I leave one out? I don't think so. I think that's it. I think it. that's it. Five, five anything but. Yeah. So all that's like leading up to Thursday the main Friday. day. Yeah. And it's still very competitive for those. It's a, Heck yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. 
Oh, we won first place vinegar sauce here a couple of years ago. Man, that was as big a win for me as just about anything. Um, because in the world, we're talking, you know, 200 plus teams, all these people turning in, man, that's incredible. And we've won first place beef two, three years ago. Yep. We've, won. we've, had, we've, been, we've been very fortunate, Memphis and May. We've, uh, we finished in the, the top 10. Um, we finished fourth and shoulder. That's our highest in one of the main three categories. We finished fifth. The, the we finished sixth. Everything besides one, two, or three, I think. We've got a trophy I thought for there was it. like a number seven we didn't get. Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's one in there that we haven't finished. But all the way through the top ten. We've got a fifth, sixth, an eighth, a ninth, and a tenth. And a fourth. And a fourth, yeah. yeah. And, and first in beef, first in vinegar, and other multiple top ten calls and other ancillaries. Uh, we had first place uh, grand champion in the patios yeah. the first year we did it. That was what I wanted to talk That's about first. That's what kicked off our whole Memphis what, and May yeah, adventures. What kind of got us going in Memphis and May? We this was back when we were just an amateur, an amateur team at best. If you this, called us amateurs, we were professional drinkers, amateur, was, <laughs> amateur barbecuers. We were young. We were in our early twenties, and uh, I was not. No, was, no, no, that's talking about when I first started. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, by well, the time 2006 rolled around, heck, I was like, already 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, I was 30, I think. I might have been in my early 30s. But we, that was the first contest where we kind of had a sponsorship because the company you'd working for helped us out. And oh, they uh, gave us like two grand or that something. That was our budget. Yeah. We had $2,000 to do Memphis And I think we May. raised like 800 bucks on our own. Yeah. So that was like yeah. our total budget for the whole Memphis And we, we signed up, which... That sounds like a lot of money to do Memphis and May. It's nothing. I mean, the spot alone is going to be a grand, you know. And what did you spend on floor this year? Four thousand dollars just on floor. That's this year. Inflation's hell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we've came a long way since then. But we doubt we, you know, we set we set out a goal to cook patio that year, and it was just ribbed. The patio teams is kind of. Um, like your amateur division, that's all it is. And you can only cook ribs. And we did, and we won first place. But once you do that, you I think we won 2500 bucks. But you're required to move up yeah, to the big leagues. So you turn pro. Yeah. And that's the moment where we turn pro. Um, even, you know, in the other other sanctioned bodies we were cooking, we no longer cooked in the backyard. We, we stepped up. So yeah, it's, we took it more serious. We did. We did. We, you know, we had enough money to buy us. We, we took that money that we won and bought us a bigger cooker and started really concentrating on cooking better ribs and better uh, pork shoulders. We didn't have a hog cooker at the time. And uh, Food Network uh, followed us around the next year. And that was crazy experience. yeah. They wanted to follow the newcomers going against Myron and Wayne Booth from uh, Red Hot Smokers. Yeah. And so we had we went up against Myron Mixon. And Red Hot and all the rest of the teams. That was kind of who they focused on. And man, you know, we were. We're so green. That, that, you can go back. I think there's still clips of that on YouTube somewhere. I don't know. I mean, Food Network Challenge, Memphis and May is what it was called. And it was an 07. And you can see how young we are. I mean, we, it shows us on there still partying. And we did that for many years. I mean, we had a big time. And then that, so we, we cooked ribs that next that, year. You know. But then we transitioned over. We cooked hog one year. I think we finished twelfth out of all the hog teams in the world. And then we finished. Then we switched to shoulders, and that's where we kind of got on the streak. The reason why we switched is because we had um, in the Memphis and May circuit, which was kind of like the KCBS. It's called NBN now, uh, just for Memphis Memphis type cooking. Uh, we were doing better with our whole shoulders than we were with our hogs. So we said maybe we got a little better shot 
at Memphis, you know, in the shoulder category. And that's where we got all our top tens. Um, so this year we got, you know, and then we, we found a spot we liked and we just kept cooking shoulders. In yeah. That spot. And they, they keep you in the same spot year after year. Well, we decided we wanted to move and kind of get down in the thick of things. And so we switched to ribs to kind of get a different location this year to try it out. And, and so, a little easier cook. Yeah. And it's just ribs. You know, yeah. we're going, we're, we're going this year to have a good time to cook all the ancillary. So let our buddies do some cooking to, uh, hopefully, you know, to, to get some good uh, social media stuff and to talk to folks and well, enjoy it. I, you know, we, you set out, you wrote some goals or what we wanted to accomplish. And the number one thing this year was have a good time. We want to put the, the fun <laughs> in what we do. So, I'm, you know, it's not so much about winning. I want to enjoy it. We want to enjoy it more than just going down there and, and worrying about, you know, well, let's, where let's we finish. Well, let's break down what we've done. I think so. we're going to do better doing this. You, we got everything. Well, we got some stuff ready on Friday, and you and Jamie went and dropped the trailer. Yes. On Friday. Before the rain came. Before the rain came. And it rained all day Saturday during official load-in. And on Saturday, we spent all day running to Lowe's and buying fencing, going to Walmart and getting Other ice. Spas. and or Not ice, water and beer and, you know, Lots non-perishables. <laughs> what else did we do? Saturday? I mean, that's what I'm just kind of like. Oh man, it's, we've done so much. We've done so much running. This is the part people don't see. They don't see the trips a, to the grocery store to lo, to Sam's. We've been to Sam's every day this week. <laughs> we've been to Kroger probably every day. We got to go. We leave finish doing this. Mm-hmm. We've been to Walmart several times. Um, got to go to the butcher shop. I mean, there's just all these things you have to do. All the running around Lowe's. How many times have you been to Lowe's? I mean, Twice, bought, yeah. Yeah, we bought. A truckload of plants and stuff yeah. yesterday. So all this stuff is is, is things that you don't think about um, for then, for a contest like Memphis and Maine. And we don't do this for every single contest no, we do. Only this, it's the only one. Yeah. And it's a week long event that takes Years a good portion. <laughs> yeah, it <does. laughs> it's kind of like the Iron Man for fat folks. <laughs> That's what I say. Instead for of like swimming and yeah. Instead of swimming and and then biking and then running or whatever they do, we're going to <laughs> what, eat as much pork as we can, drink as much as we can, and walk up down the hills. And <laughs> <laughs> we do. I'm sure there's a third event in there. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sore right now. I'm tired. I'm sore. I've got cuts and bruises all over me. Oh, you need a you need a spa day. We just this is barbecue. We didn't fire up a grill. Yeah, I'm just saying this is how it is. This yeah, is, this, this is it. This is, is. Hey, I've got a folder with lists on top of lists. We're all about getting punished. <laughs> Memphis and May will punish you. It will. But man, we do it every year and we love it. I know we keep coming back. And I'm actually I'm more excited about this year than I have been in a while because for a while there it got to be a grind and it got to be a lot, you know, uh, too much to go and yeah. So we kind of um. Shifted our focus a little bit this year, changed categories, and trying to enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, and I think we will. I mean, we still cook a ton of food. Um, we're you know we're going to feed people on Thursday for lunch, and then on Friday for lunch. And I'm sure we'll go into Friday evening. Um, we don't have like a lot of teams um, get spo- get uh, companies to come in. They kind of rent their booth out, or yeah, they, they, they charge them by the event. head. It's yeah. kind of a catering event. We used Lunches to do a lot of dinners, that. Yeah. So that was how a lot of teams paid for it. They co- recovered some of the cost by feeding these large groups of people. Um, this year we're not doing that, but we are still cooking. I mean, we'll have 
pulled pork. You got to have ribs. You got to have the, you know, the, the Memphis style sausage and cheese, bro. You do, we're doing pimento cheese this mm-hmm. year, right? Um, we'll probably have some of our turkeys, um, left over from attorney ends, all the ancillaries. I mean, David's doing two beef tenderloins for the beef category. And then Mark's doing wings and you and Emily are doing chicken bombs. Um, I'm doing bacon wrapped shrimp. I mean, we're, we're you know, we're going to have a ton of stuff and I'm sure there'll be leftovers or not leftovers. We'll share with a, the, yeah, our guests, with you, our guests. That's how it works. If you get it at the right time, you might get a bite. Yeah. If you're our guest. <laughs> <laughs> you're now, guest. you know, that's one thing people get to miss, um, understanding of Memphis in May. Um, it is a public event and there's a lot to do if you're coming to visit Memphis in May, but mainly the boots all the are boots, are, every one of them. I mean, we, you know, people come down there and they spend a lot of money and, and all this because they're entertaining their friends. You rent that private space. It's yours. Um, it's not like a, you know, you can go up and buy tickets like and sample. Yeah. It's not, it's not like sample. a sampling yeah. thing. They do have some different tours and stuff yeah. you can take that the team sign up for, like the Kingsford tour. And do they still do huh. a people's choice? Um, I, Think so. Yeah. I'm you, not positive, but they you usually can do. Go and judge some barbecue. You, you, yeah, yeah. You, you pay a little fee and you go to go in there and try samples of different stuff. But as far as all the teams go, they can't, we, we're not allowed to give food out to the public. Now, if we invite you in our booth and, you know, you get, you get past security or whatever you're in, you're a guest at that point, we can give you whatever we want. But just say for handing something out on the street, that's not, they won't let us do that. Because of health concerns and it just, I mean, I it's guess a whole it's, different animal. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a, so what's the rest of our week going to be like? We're going to leave here. <laughs> After we get through here, yeah. I mean, I've got a ton of more, st- a list of stuff that we've got to go yeah. gather. We've got to go, um, tomorrow we'll be down there full finish time packing and getting all of our stuff together, you know, doing whatever else, other filming we got to do today <laughs> for the rest of the week. And then, and then, once we leave in the morning, we're downtown the rest of the week. Yeah. Until Sunday, till we pull out. Someone and, actually made a post on something and said, "Do y'all really stay down? Do you really live on the river for the week?" I'm like, <laughs> some well, people, you know, there's a few guys that have like campers and mm-hmm. things they actually stay on, but we don't. We're gonna, yeah. you know, we'll probably be in a hotel. Yeah. We used to drive <clears> back and forth, but it's about an hour drive depending yeah. on traffic. So. And I've done it. We've done that. It's it's nice when you have a hotel right downtown you can stay in. And y'all usually boost the economy. Yeah, when y'all were cooking shoulders and hog, you would stay. Somebody had to stay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The past few years, we took our KCBS comp trailer because we had some beds in it. We could, you know, when you're cooking shoulders, you got to stay up all night. Ribs, we just get up early in the morning and start them. So there's no reason to stay all night, other than guard your stuff. Yeah. We'll just lock everything up. And, you know, it's pretty well policed. They have people there all night. Mm-hmm. And they come through and do a sweep where you can only have two members in your site overnight after closing hours, which is, heck, it's probably 11 o'clock, something yeah. like that. Something like that. We have a pretty good team. We got Mark and Emily Williams from Swine Life. We got Jamie Williams from Swine Life. David yep. Magnus. Yep. He's from coming. Port Plus. Julian from California. Waylon. Waylon, he's, he's, he'll be there. Um, who else is helping? Eddie. Eddie. Eddie's, Reed. Eddie Reed's coming. Yeah. So we got a pretty good team. It takes a big team. It does. Memphis is one of those events where it's all hands on deck. It's hard for a solo person to do well there. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's very rare because it must, it's a team effort. When you put the in. The smallest team I've ever seen is like three people. It was you, a very small setup. When you put in the, since it's three rounds of judging, 
you have the first is your blind box round. Then you've got to run your box over. Well, as soon as that, you know, blind window closes, the first on-site judge is standing there ready to come in. So you have to plan on getting your box there earlier, having somebody run it to greet and bring in the on-site judge. Now, when you're doing blind judging, no one knows whose box this is. You fill it up with your ribs or your shoulder, your hog. You send it over, turn it in, and they set it on a table with other entries, and they're all numbered, but nobody knows who the numbers go to, so people judge it blind. It's like they don't know whose it is, and they're just scoring the best they can. Um, You know, taste, tenderness, texture, overall, what the appearance of it. They've got all these criteria they go through. Well, on-site's different. It's where actually judges come out and sit down with you. And they're sitting here like me and you, and I'm telling them about what I cooked, how I cooked these ribs, where I got these ribs, my smoker, the woods I use, the sauces, the seasonings, the whole nine yards. And you were actually judged on the appearance of your booth. You're judged on the appearance of it, the appearance of you, how well your presentation went, um, the texture, the taste, the tenderness, the overall impersonation of the whole thing. I mean, there's a whole lot of scoring criteria. And you do that, and it's supposed to last 15 minutes, and then there's another judge that comes. And then another one. So you go through three of those in the first on-site round. And so what they do, they take those three judges' scores, and then they take your blind scores, and they total them all up. And then they rank the category. So in ribs, it may be 150 teams. They're going to take the top three rib teams, and they're going to advance them on to the final round. They're going to do the same thing for hog and the same thing for shoulder. So it's nine total teams going into final round. And then we're going one more on-site round where they bring four judges at the same time this time. So it's like you have a dinner, you know, you, you have a, a, a dinner table coming in that you're going to set up and you're going to That's serve true. them all. It's, it's, it's what like, it is. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like you're the chef or something and you've got this, you know, dinner crowd and you've got these four people coming in a cup, four top <laughs> and, and, <they're, laughs> and then you got to do it all again. And then they rank them one through nine and that being overall. So that's, I mean, and that's what makes it tough. It's a challenge to get through all that. And that's why it takes so many people. Cause you got to think we're resetting. We're, you know, from the placemats to the, the plates or platters you use to everything, the bottle of water, it's all got to be, you got to keep it clean. You got to get it changed over and you got to be ready to go all real fast. So this is our what? 13th, 14th year. Oh, six was our first one. So what year is it? It's 19. So yeah. 13, right? So why don't we come coming back? We're not going to say. We're going to say we've been doing it for 14 years. I don't okay. like 13. I'm superstitious. So um, why do you keep going back? Why do you like Memphis MA? What is it about this particular contest? That I love? Yeah. There's something about, well, one, it's close to home and it's the world championship. Yeah. And if you win it, it pretty much Seals puts you fate. on track. Yeah. You know, it bonafides you. I'm bonafide. It's a that's a nice feather to it's have. It's a world championship. It's a world championship. You can't take that away from somebody once they've yeah. won that. And How many people I'm just you? like I, I love competition barbecue. So if I won Memphis in May, I'd be concentrating on the Royal, then concentrating on Houston, concentrating <laughs> on the Jack. I mean, who who doesn't want to win those four big ones? You're gonna pull a Darren. Darren, yeah, the goat's there chasing it. <laughs> he's got three of them. He needs Memphis, and he's he's. And in he'll the hunt. be, yeah, he'll be the, he's, the what, undisputed. What do you think? He's twelve spots down from us. We're going. That's Iowa Smoky D's for y'all that don't know Darren and Sherry Worth. Is that how you say their last Worth, name? I think yeah. it is. Yeah, um, from Iowa. Iowa Smoky D's, and man, he's the man. He's yeah. my barbecue hero. I say, I tell him that all the time. Every time I say, that's my hero. <laughs> he's won the Royal several times, the Jack several couple times. The livestock, Houston livestock. Yeah. That's the big ones, man. If you got Memphis in May, psh, 
He'll be nobody's done that. Yeah, nobody's done that. Nobody's Not done that. Not even Lily. Yeah, and Chris is <laughs> man. He's he's had a good run too. He's a man to beat Memphis. Him and I guess you'd have to put Myron up there, Melissa up there, mm-hmm. Lambert, Mark. He's yeah. he's got a couple of them. So the shed, those those folks there. They uh, West. Mark West and Ribs, man, he's won it three years in a row. That's who we're chasing. We've got to beat Ten Bones. What's your favorite Memphis MA barbecue memory? My favorite one? Man, I don't know. It's probably. It's not the guy in the trailer, is it? No. I'm just thinking good memory that hits me right now. It's probably when Kevin Tackett finaled in Ribs and we went down there and did his presentation and we took the champagne down there and. Andy was there, yeah, blowing. We were, you know, shooting champagne all over our buddies because that yeah. was. I mean, those guys came from the same thing we did. You know, they've been. He's probably been cooking Memphis and May longer than we have. But Kevin's been, you know, hard at it. And he's such a good guy. So that was that comes to my mind yeah. as one of the big ones. I've had some good memories down there. Well, tell me the story about the guy that got stuck in the trailer. <laughs> this was. <laughs> Was that the Food Network? No, it wasn't the Food Network. It was the year here. after the Food Network. Probably the yeah. year after Food Network. We had we had our trailer in there, and it was a huge party. You know, we always have a blowout party. It wasn't on a barbecue night. trailer. It was just like a cargo trailer. Yeah. We just had our it, stuff in it. You know, yeah. cargo trailer full of crap. We had these big stereo speakers and PA system and all that. And on Friday night, I'd had enough. It was like I got to go home, but I was going to leave my man Shaq in charge. Like, Shaq, here's the keys. Whatever you do, run all these people off, lock it up, put the gate up. You know, that's all I ask. We're going to be gone. He's like, no problem, man. I got it. I'm going to put the taps up from the kegs so nobody gets them. Yeah, put just the stereo the equipment stuff, up. Yeah. All the speakers. We're going to throw all that in there, and then we're going to lock it down. I don't know. Who knows what time this is going to happen? I know that cops are going to come run everybody off anyway. Yeah, they always run But it is a blowout party. It's, yeah. you know, 400 people in there. Jello shots, Jaeger like machines full. It was, it was, it was, it was a blowout. It was a blowout. And so we leave and, you know, go back. I don't know how we got home. We probably had a hotel that night or something. I don't know. The next day we had to get back up to cook ribs. So we, you know, piling in there at 5 30 a.m. I don't know. Sun might, it might have been six. The sun was probably coming up. I got the keys of the trailer because Shaq hit them for us and we got them. And then we go over there to unlock the trailer. And you no, know, there's no, they cut all the electricity, all the lights off and everything. As soon as we stuck the key in there and opened the latch, the door bolts open and this guy just comes flying out of that trailer, hits the sidewalk and gone, I don't know, towards the bridge. And to this day, we have not seen that guy. We don't know who he was. Nobody ever, you know, nobody knew. They had locked this guy. I don't know if he went in there and passed out. That's my theory. Nobody knows. We've asked everybody. Nobody knows who who he was. was. Yeah. But there was a man trapped (laughs) in that trailer overnight, pitch black dark, just full of no telling what. Just everything you could imagine stuffed off in a cargo trailer. And this guy's off in there in the pitch black dark. There's no lights. I mean, it's just being locked up in, in a box. And My he biggest got, thing was that he he had to have peed in that trailer. Oh, <laughs> I no. kept telling everybody, I was like, he had to have peed in He was trailer. running for his life. I don't know if he thought somebody <laughs> took him somewhere or where he was. But I had never seen anybody run. So he could have he could have outrun Usain Bolt that day. He come out, he hurtled the fence, hit the sidewalk. I don't think he took three three leaps. He was up the hill and gone. I mean, gone. I don't know where he's going. He might have been going to the bathroom. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe he was racing. <laughs> I'd have been gone. If somebody locked me up like that, man, I'd have been. I would have gotten out. I'd have kicked the, I'd have kicked the walls out. There, that it was metal just a cargo tray, yeah. It would, I would have panicked. I can't do tight places like that in the pitch black dark. I can't see nothing. Can you nope. imagine being drunk? You know how hot it gets in, in that there? thing? 
I mean, there's no telling. It was like a sweat box. I ain't, I ain't joking. I'd have ran out. I'd have been thinking I was running out of air. I'd have, it would have been bad. It would have been real bad. Maybe you just woke That's a him good up. Too. Maybe you just woke him up when you unlocked the door. I, I have a feeling he was sitting there just praying. Please, <laughs> let me please. please if this me door me. opens, I ain't looking back. He probably changed his life, joined the ministry. He might be. A, <laughs> he's he off witnessing station. somewhere. Now. He ain't never coming back to Memphis. That's a fact. He's done. He got trapped. Uh, I would love to know who's out of the story oh, one of these days. It would be hilarious. That's a good one there, though, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We've had some good times down there. I mean, we've done 14 years. Yeah, that's a lot of memories at Memphis and May. Do you think... This There's is people the- that's been doing it a lot longer than we have. Yeah. There's several teams that have been there since day one. The guy across the street, I was talking to him this morning. Um, I guess he's cooking with JC. Yeah. JC's I don't, team. I don't know what their team name is, but it's JC's. Yeah. Put it on. He said he, he, this is his 31st year. He used to cook with John Willingham. That's that how he got that ram cooker. And turns out he worked for the same company I did before I started doing barbecue full time, BHN. He was with them when they started that company. Oh, did you know him? No, I'd never oh, okay. heard of him. He'd moved Y'all didn't to work Houston. No, he'd, he'd moved on. But, but John Willingham, a lot of those guys, when I worked there, we talked barbecues. They all said, yeah, we used to cook with John. You know, they all knew John. And this guy was one of the, you know, one of the ones that was with John a lot when he was winning Memphis and May and win the Royal. Um, won the Jack at the one whole hog at the Jack, the guy told me. I mean, it was unbelievable what they were doing. He was, you know, he, back he in the, the, in the early eighties for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. John Willingham was, and you know, he, he had the, one of his wham cookers over there, that, that old school pellet grill. I want to get a picture of that. Yeah. There's one of them in the Smithsonian. I didn't know that. Did you? Uh-uh. There's that, one of those grills is in the, I guess it's, first, he got the patent on, you know, one of the first pellet cookers made like that or whatever. And it's pretty neat. I'd like for us Al Roker cooked on them. When he did oh, that thing yeah. back at Memphis and May. I thought hey, he was hanging his ribs. They do. it. They hang, they kind of rotate, but it's like a carousel. Yeah. And they hang vertical and they spin around. That's how it works. He'll, he'll have it running. You'll have to go over and get a little Instagram video and put it out there where people can see it. It's and pretty, get him to tell you about it. That's yeah. a pretty cool thing. That's pretty awesome. I'd, I'd like for us to do, um, I could hear you two talking a little bit, you know, yeah. while I, cause I was hanging curtains and signs and whatever. Um, but I was thinking, you know, that'd be a good podcast for us to spend a podcast talking about, you know, some of these barbecue legends like Willingham or, oh yeah, you know, a lot. There's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And there's a lot that I don't know. So I'm sure other people don't know about, you know, when somebody come educate us. Yeah. Dr. Barbecue. Dr. I'd like barbecue. to, it'd be a good story to have. We've met He'll him. be down there. Yeah. I need to go see Ray. We got a couple people we got to see on our list. Don't be yawning now. Don't yawn out. I need the sparks. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) we have tailed off on this podcast, but we got a lot of work to do, Shell. Is there anything else on your list that we need to talk about before we. I have tips for visiting Memphis MA, but. Oh, yeah. Hey, we need to give some of those. Yeah. So let's talk about them as a visitor. Like, you don't know a team. You've never been to Memphis MA before. First. Be prepared for rain or shine. Wear some comfortable shoes or mud boots. This is yeah. <laughs> that's something that's very important. This week, I don't think you're gonna need the mud boots. So wear comfortable shoes. Um, it does get dusty. hot down there. It does yeah. get warm. So dress accordingly. Mosquitoes will, will bite you on certain when it, once it gets dark. Um, if you don't know any teams, 
I would definitely suggest going and taking one of the tours um, where you can do the Kingsford tour or, you know, one of the caravan. Yeah. Something where they take you around, they show you kind of what some of the teams are up to. Um, that's a good way to meet some people. Um, most teams are pretty friendly. If you are strolling around and you, you, you're curious about what's going on, you ask them some questions. Most of them will invite you in. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's something that, you know, we say it's all private and everything. Especially if you go during a day. Yeah, like during the day. If you're during there on a Thursday or a Friday, once things start getting crowded and people start coming in, it's harder to get people's to get attention yeah. and, and get people's but attention. But don't, don't go down expecting to get a lot of free food. I mean, there's some really great vendors down there. If you are lucky enough to get invited in some of the tents and people give you something, you know, that's, that's, that's always a plus. But don't, you know, there's, there's other, you know, there's some good food to try down there other than just thinking you're going to go down there and get a bunch of free barbecue. That's not going to happen, but have a good time. I mean, there's, you know, there's nothing. It's a party. I ain't going to lie. It's, it's not, I w- I'm not saying it's not family friendly because there are some people that bring kids, but it's pretty much an adult party. I'm not bringing my kid down there. Mm-hmm. So. We're there to have a good time and, you know, not get crazy. The music's either. loud. There's scantily clad people. You, there's no telling what you might see. <laughs> <laughs> there's teams that have uh, ice luges. There might and, be stripper poles. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's usually a couple stripper poles. <laughs> there's a lot of machines. shots, a lot of flowing. Lot, yeah. Yeah. A lot of dancing, a lot of, lot of, a lot of partying. Cause some of those a lot teams of good go smoke down there. And the uh, uh, barbecue smoke in the air. I don't think there's any other kind of smoke. I hope not. Don't don't get kicked out. They will kick you out of there too if you're. you're yeah, this, there was a this team like California. Got, take, yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> a team like that got disqualified. Memphis, yeah. So don't think you can go down there and, and party too extreme. But there are teams that go down there and set up big booths just to entertain, just to have parties. Corporate, and, and, yeah. yeah there's a ton of that, yeah. And then you've got the teams that take it seriously, you know. And then you got the teams win. that are kind of in between. <laughs> I don't know where we fall in that. Definitely not in the corporate party yeah. team, but we're serious. I mean, I guess we take it serious. If it's a barbecue, it's serious. Was there anything else you'd like to add about Memphis and I? No, that's about it. I mean, from a team standpoint, most teams will help you out if you need something. But uh, oh, yeah. you know, if you get down there and you get you forgot something at home, just ask somebody. There's a – I think Kroger is – one of the supply tents, Sam's Club usually has something. I don't know if they do this year. Memphis Barbecue Supply. Memphis Barbecue Supply is there. But, I mean, from a team standpoint, just have a good time, man. Y'all be safe and enjoy it. I don't have any tips. Do you have any tips for a team? <laughs> um, This is the first year I felt like, you know what? I might be kind of figuring this out. You know, because yeah. you always forget something or, or you underestimate something or overestimate something. You know, as far as the decorations and the setup and the infrastructure. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you this. I feel like I feel like I might have it figured out this year, and the, it's taken what 14, 14, year, yeah. 14 years to get it figured That's out. That's it. Just when you think you got it figured out, you don't have it figured out. So you're so. saying I'm, <laughs> I'm setting myself up? Setting yourself up. No, we're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, you said that a couple times. I feel like you're trying to convince yourself. No, I'm ready, man. <laughs> I'm ready to go. It's time. You know, it's Memphis and May. I need to be down there. Well. Where can they find us, Shell? If you would like to connect with Malcolm, it is How to BBQ Right, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell, Instagram and Twitter. And if you're at Memphis in May, come by and at least say hi to us. 
Um, you know, we, we like to meet folks, so we'll, we will be there. We're going to be giving it our best. We're having a good time. Wish us good luck. We Wish us good luck, luck we and get. we'll see y'all next week, hopefully talking about how we won the thing. <laughs> Grand champion.